Hi, this is Nate Voices, and today I'll be reading a portion of a story I wrote called The Forest King and Luna. This is chapter 17. Let's get into it. Meanwhile, in the Suda's village, General Tyrox's point of view. I sigh deeply. Chief needs to come home soon, I think to myself. I don't trust that king she's with. What if something happens to her? What if she doesn't come back? I shake my head, not wanting such thoughts to come true. General, General, I hear someone yell. I turn my head to the left and the right, but I see no one. Hmm, I hum to myself. I turn my body quickly and snatch up the predator stalking me. Messa, what have I told you about sneaking up on me? I ask the little girl I have in my arms. Not to sneak up on you because it's impossible, she replies. Precisely, I retort back to her with a gentle smile. Messa huffs and rolls her eyes. When is Luna going to come back? She asks, she asks with sadness in her voice. I don't know, little flower. You know how Chief is. She can be gone at months at a time. She's a dragon shifter, remember? I playfully say, trying to distract her. Yes, I remember, but usually she sends a letter or something. What could possibly be so important that she hasn't sent a letter in over four months? She yells, obviously upset with the whole situation and Luna's absence. I sigh again. Well, Messa, Luna's a chief and a queen, which means she has a lot of creatures to protect, including the ones beyond our village, I reply. I place Messa on my shoulders, her small hands grip onto my head for balance. I chuckle softly, but start to walk around the village. Many of the villagers say hello and bow slightly to me as I pass them by. Who else could be worth protecting that Luna had to leave? Messa asks, gripping my hair in frustration. I Winston lightly tap her hand. Messa gasps, but I reassure her by waving my hand. There's many things worth leaving home for. Luna had to leave to protect us, I say. Messa groans and says, but we can protect her too. We're a family. Family is supposed to rely on each other. Why didn't she just ask us for help? Instead, she just... Instead, she just tells you and the guards that we have to move and leaves us behind. I stop walking and look ahead. We're on the edge of a cliff, but the sight before Messa and I is breathtaking. Messa, look out there and tell me what you see. I say to her. A gentle breeze blows past us, ruffling my shirt. I see endless grass, rocks that have given us homes, clouds, and a giant blue sky. That is what I see, she whispers. If Luna never left, we might not have gone to see such a sight. Luna took precautions because she's working with a, a because she's working with a kingdom she's unfamiliar with. There was a danger the day when we moved. You remember him, don't you? I ask, and Messa nods. I continue. So wouldn't a good chief and queen evacuate her people when there is a danger? I ask. Messa sighs, then nods. Luna didn't want to leave, and I'm sure that was one of the hardest and most scariest things she's had to do. I say in a low voice. Luna's like my sister, and when she left without a word, you can only imagine how terrifying that was for me. I've known Luna since she was 52 years old, and within all that time I've known Luna, I've known her to keep her promises. She'll be back, I promise. Just as I finish my sentence, there's a loud boom. The ground shakes and the sky rumbles. What was that? Messa yells. I turn around, my back now facing the cliff. I take Messa off my shoulders and grab her hand. I don't know, but let's go. I reply back to her. I run back to the village and all I see is chaos. Huts are burning. The village, the village folk are running in every which way and children are crying for their mothers and fathers. I turn my head frantically. I run to a crying child and yell, what happened? Why is everything burning? The child continues to sob and I recognize him. 
His name is Sinal. Sinal, look at me. Just breathe, okay? Sinal throws his arm around my waist. Sinal throws his arms around my waist. He sobs pitifully, and my heart constricts. I look to Mesa, and she just shakes her head sadly. Where are your parents? I ask him. Sinal whimpers, then says, they, they're, they're dead. All I remember is something crashing into the earth, then my house bursting into flames. Then I saw my papa's and mama's bodies under the roof. It must have fell on them when the crash happened. I sigh deeply. I rub Sinal's back, trying to calm him as best as I can. An enemy must have invaded, I think to myself. But how did they find us? No one knows we're here besides that dreadful forest king. Did he tell anyone? No, he had no reason to, since he'd retrieved Luna. Then who? I then crouch down so I'm eye to eye with Sinal. Sinal, I need you to go with Mesa. She'll protect you. Mesa, take as many children and elderly as you can with you. I know this is all scary, but I need you to be brave for me. If anyone you don't know approaches you, show no mercy. I say to both of them. Sinal nods, his eyes gleaming with determination. I place a kiss on his forehead and a kiss on Mesa's. The kiss will cast a protection spell on them, so they'll be so they'll be fine if anyone tries to approach them. I thought to myself. I wave goodbye to Mesa and Sinal, running deeper into the village. All I hear is screaming and the smell of and the smell of the village is starting to become too much. The smoke of our burned home is tearing me apart, but I have to push on. Hello? Is anyone out there? It's Tyrox! I yell, hoping to spot or hear any survivors. Alright, well that's the last part of it. I'll see you guys soon.